Ray. Yeah, Sean. Take number two. Take number. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is love blind? Well, if you would ask my friends Shane and Natalie from the Netflix series Love is Blind, they would say yes. Yeah. Love is Blind, the TV show, which was pretty exciting. But we should say, not just it's not a reality show. If you watch the show, it's an experiment. It's, a, it's, an, it's an experiment. That's, I, I think that that's what they have to call it so these people can explain to their parents why they're engaged <laughs> and they weren't two weeks ago. <laughs> they didn't even have a boyfriend two weeks ago. And then their, their, their parents are like, you want a reality show and got engaged? No, it was for science. <laughs> it was 100% for science. Do you think, do you think your, your mom would be weirded out if you were in the situation where you came to her like, hey, I did this experiment? Yes. And, yeah. My mom, is, my mom still goes to church. That's also how you're, it's proven, like, marriage is such a, nobody really gives a shit about marriage anymore. Yeah. To the point where people are meeting each other for a week. <laughs> like, on the show, did you notice some of the sound bites from that show? They're like, three days ago, I, I was single and lost, and then I met you. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> three days ago? Dude, I once quit talking to a girl because on the third date, she called me baby, and it gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. These people were like... It's my fucking best friend. Yeah, yeah. I'd like. I'd like the. Also, how vapid do you have to be <laughs> when that's your best friend after three days, dude? My actual best friends would be so mad at me if this chick that I met two weeks ago started becoming my best friend. If I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to hang out with Janine, my best friend." My boys would be like, "Dude, we knew each other since third grade. <laughs> this bitch is your best friend." What's her middle name? And your friend's like, dude, somebody tried to stab me because of you, and she's your best friend? I, got, I took a punch for you yeah. once in, in, in seventh grade. I went to jail. Yeah. I, you know? <laughs> let, me, but we, we, let me ask you this. Um, how do you think you would do on uh, Love is Blind? I think I would do well. Now, if people who don't know, Love is Blind is a reality show slash experiment where they get like probably like a, a bunch of... A bunch of people, it's probably like 15 people, 15 girls, 15 guys. They put them, they have separate living quarters. They put them in these pods to talk to each other. And the goal is that they, they, uh, a handful of them or whoever will fall in love with the other person's soul. They like, without a sight unseen, they'll fall in love. And to get out of these pods, if they did this show in Japan, I guarantee you they wouldn't allow them to leave unless they met a <laughs> they, they They have the show in Japan. There's a Japan version. Oh, is Netflix. there really? Yeah. Did you watch it? No, no. I, I can't do something. But you know how you hear about all these messed up shows in Japan where they're like, yeah, we just locked this person in an apartment for three months and then fed them under the door and would play mind games with them and turn off the power and all that. And you're like, that's not a game show. That's just... <laughs> You being just, it's torturing somebody. It's just old boy yeah. in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Guantanamo Bay. That's all it is. So I uh, what, what I wanted to say is like in the pods. How do you think you would do in the pod part of it? Yeah, I think I would do great. I mean, it's high. It, the whole show highlights my strength in dating. Is is that you know I, I I said this before. I think I'd be a virgin if I wasn't funny and charming. <laughs> I I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah, like like. <laughs> hey, you you said it. The the worst part for us would be the reveal. The reveal. I don't know what, because that's the thing. Because uh, the thing about it is that for I watched the second season from the first season to the second season, uh, we realized that 
they changed it up and got they threw in the first season was just all good looking people. Second season was like they threw in a couple of heavy set, heavy yeah, set women, couple couple big broads. But they didn't throw in any big guys, did they? They didn't. And usually, hey. Speaking from experience, you know, big dudes can clean up. They can clean up, but like, but I think to be even, uh, that also proves that they'd probably pretend like, no, we picked them at random. Look, there's two, these two women. It's not they don't all look alike, and it's like, yeah, but you you know what you did? You well, casted it, you know, because there were two or three bigger chicks, and they barely got any airtime on that show, which is which is a little messed up because people are figuring that out right away. It's it's I think I think we said this on another episode, but whatever. Um, it's the last group of people that can be discriminated against just willy-nilly. Like, nobody gets... There's nobody sticking out for fat people fats? ever. If, fats, yeah. Yeah. Fats. Well, it's... The, the, the funny thing about uh, the fat community is when anybody... Like, like that whole body positivity movement, yeah. whenever one of those people on the front lines loses, like, 15 pounds, they're like, hey... <laughs> You got to start taking better care of yourself, slobs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they immediately... Yeah, they, they're in that group immediately. They, yeah. just, they switch teams so quickly. I've always said nobody kicks that ladder out from behind them faster than somebody that's finally skinny enough to climb up it. You know? 100%. Like, yes. And, and also, the, the, I think the, the, the real truth is that there's... When it comes to those types of things... There's, it's both sides are true. Like we, you've also all seen people that are too exercise crazed or too health conscious, where it's it's they're losing their mind over it, oh, and they, sure. losing their hair, and they're not eating, and come become anorexia or some sort of eating disorder. It's the same way. Everything in moderation. There's, I think there's a happy medium for everything. But do you think it's just coincidence that those girls didn't get proposed? to? No, because I think <laughs> that like in the second season, the, there was that dude Shake, the Indian dude that ended up marrying or uh, and getting engaged to the Indian woman. Um, he was asking them leading questions where he was like, "Could I put you <laughs> on my shoulder?" Like he like, <laughs> and, and then a lot of them he was asking. He wasn't just asking. He was asking all these women like looks questions, and a lot of them called him out and were like, yeah. "You can't ask that. This is like the like, what are you doing?" Like you know, he was like, "I want to see how good you are at math. If an elevator's capacity was a thousand pounds, how many of you <laughs> could fit on it?" <laughs> Yeah, you just lie to them. It's also a thing where if you notice, even the ones that are were in shape, I think to signal to the guy they were into that they are in good shape, they'd be like, "Well, I, I don't tell a lot of people this, but I, I, I did lose a lot of weight recently. I did, <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a, a harrowing, like a uh, triumphant story, you know, like whatever, you know, whatever it is, like I, like oh my god, good for you story. But what you're really trying to tell them is. Hey, this is what I look like. Yeah, I, you can. I'm, I'm giving you a safeguard here that I'm not heavy set. Yeah, my friends always make fun of me for how dainty I am and how big my tits are. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah, the trials yeah. and tribulations. Also, they say I have beautiful eyes. Whatever. So I think. Yeah, I think there's always a, the same way that cell phones get into prison. And <laughs> <laughs> the way does that make sense? The same way cell phones get into prison, these contestants <laughs> on this show are gonna find out if you're heavy or not. 100. percent They'll just ask people. You know, you can ask questions, leading questions that don't sound leading that tell you. You know, they they wouldn't know that I was overweight until I laughed. <laughs> so, if a, so if the chick is funny, she's gonna find out when I pull like a. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's just, when I sound my fattest is when I laugh. Just your wheeze laugh? Yeah, wheeze? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> all, all like heavier guys yeah. have a wheeze laugh somewhere deep down in there. Yeah. So, yeah, they want to find out until they're like, that is a sleep apnea laugh right there. That is a, you are having problems at nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> that is a CPAP machine waiting to happen. <laughs> just, uh, why don't you knock it off with that CPAP giggle? <laughs> but dude, I yeah, so I think you can pretend. But I will say this, the show itself is um like it it, it that's I don't watch shows like that normally. I've seen I I used to watch some of like the bullshit reality stuff, but like it does have an element to it where you're like you d- there is a believability to it yeah. and I do think a lot of them it, like it, I think it probably there probably is something to like you can get a connection. Now, Getting married is where the reality show part comes in, and it becomes so absurd that you're like, "All right, guys." But like, but I think if they, but because it's a reality show and they want ratings, they can't just have it that they connect and they start dating after that. It has to be like, "Will you get engaged to this person?" Well, well here, here is here would be my problem with it is because the end, the the season finale, they have to kind of make they're almost forced to make the decision on the altar for the most part to like provide that the dramatics me even if i didn't want to get married i would say yes i do and then handle it later with like an annulment or a divorce because i would be i I would i I wouldn't want to humiliate somebody else same here and my guess i have one of two things i think they must have the producers in their ear the entire time saying we have we're doing this for the show you, the part of the show is you, you, it's not final until you say yes to the marriage. So you have the opportunity to get out of this, and it's TV, and it's like there's there's like even if you look at their I I looked a bunch of them up on Instagram, and even if you look at if you look at the fallout from all that stuff, it's like everybody watching that show gets really invested, but you see the follow up, and you're like, yeah, this makes complete sense. You guys, I would say nine times out of ten, if they if one of them does say no at the end with the marriage. They knew it was coming anyway, but reality shows, they edit it to make it look like somebody was sidelined. When the actuality, if you really think about it, of course they weren't. You can catch a vibe on somebody. Well, they did this one, because uh, I watched the first season, too. But I they watched did the second th- season, yeah. They did the second season. It was almost as if they set it up perfectly so your predictions would be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the magic of like reality show editing. Because my favorite, I, I, I love the Shane guy. And Natalie, and they were the main couple where I was like, yo, they're probably going to make it. They yeah. seem to like each other. And then, like, everything's going well. And on the last episode, it just starts with her crying. He's like, oh, we had a fight last night. He said he hated me and called me a bitch. And it's like, why didn't we see that? <laughs> why didn't we see any of that? You're yeah. the one who said that you're the worst thing that ever happened to you me. You guys were the favorite. You guys were the they, front runner. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It seemed like it was almost purposely they even They even set you up with that early in the show where, like, after they do the engagements and they've, they're in Mexico and they're like, oh, if anybody's going to make it, it's these two. Like, they have sound bites of people being like, you can't can't break this bond and then you have to remember <laughs> oh it's tv like you have to remember that kind yeah of they're, they're setting us up for a, a twist yeah that dude that dude was hilarious in that he reminded me of a guy whose high school yearbook photo 
would be him doing the tongue between the two fingers. Like <laughs> Dude, the, Shane. Uh, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Dude, sounds awesome. It's also, that dude, he seemed like a really nice guy, and I'm sure he is. He seemed a little bit goofy, like kind of bro-y, you know, whatever yeah. it was. But good, he seemed like a good enough guy. But the thing about it is, is that you find out later on that, like, when they end up, they end up meeting his mom in the show and stuff, his dad died two months before they started taping that show. Yeah. And here's the thing, man, like, my dad died a long time ago, but like, if you would hit me up two months after, I was in the best emotional yeah. place two months after my dad died. Sean, we like, heard about your dad two months ago. Now <laughs> it's time to find your wife. <laughs> hey, Sean, your dad died what? Not even, not even uh, uh, ninety days ago. Uh, it's time to make a forever decision right now on this TV show. So you have all the things of like a marriage, an engagement, being on TV, being. Uh, your your public your your private business being aired in front of like millions of people on Netflix. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, of course that's none of that's gonna follow through. But sometimes you get surprised. I haven't looked up all the couples, but like I don't know how many have survived even since the show just got finished with the finale. So once taping happened or during taping, I'm wondering how many of the marriages are done. And I I would guess the the Ayana and the dude Jared, they were yeah. uh, um I would guess theirs. I, I honestly believe they're going to stay married for a while. Really? I do. I, I know it was editing, but they, they got married at the end of it. I think there it seemed fairly. That's what I mean. There's like there is some genuineness to the show. The the gay dude's going to stay married. The gay guy. There is a gay guy on the show. Well, there's yeah. a yeah. I don't know if we can say that. I can out him. <laughs> uh. Is that it's not uh, slander? I guess it wouldn't be slander. No, no. Or outing somebody is kind of. I'm sure. I, I haven't looked up any of the comments. I mean, I can't be, be the only person. No, that not at all. Thought that there's no way there's not people just writing insane shit under their Instagram. That's really messed up, probably. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of these people just get that is crazy. I I, I would never be able to bully. A stranger. Yeah, because you're not evil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course you would. Yeah, but I don't even know if some of these people are evil. I, I think that they just so easily s- can separate it almost. Where, or, or not, not easily well, I separate it. I, I, don't e- I don't even think they can logically realize, like, yeah, these are still real people, even though they're inside your cell phone. 100%. Or your TV. Especially in a show like this, because even you were saying, like, that dude, Shane... Before he taped it, had 500 Instagram followers. And then the day they taped it, he had, what, five, like 10,000? 10, yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's like a, that's like a, uh, over, that's the new version of the overnight success. It used to be, you're a stand-up, you do Carson. Now it's, hey, just marry some random person <laughs> and that's all you need, whatever it is. But like, I, yeah, I think even after, I just did a late night set. Even after that, like, I read the comments on that and some people like hated my guts and I was like. Uh, really? Oh yeah, and I and I was like, uh, I, I I told a couple people they're like, you read the comments on YouTube, and I'm like, oh yeah, I should have just not done that. Yeah, you because definitely should. When have. you when you look back, there's like just as many positive as there is, you know, like ne- like there's a, some negative. I'm like, oh man, that guy hates me. Did they get Did they get to you at all? Always, they always comments yeah. always get to me, but it shouldn't. I think the people that actually do well, the ones that are like, they see a bad comment, they're like, no, I'm still the shit. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's like there's like a really good confidence factor in like in not letting on being able to separate the online out. Like and be like, I don't care. I'm still awesome and, and I'm gonna keep doing this. Cause there's like certain things that would have wouldn't have happened. Like, you know. Yeah, man, I would kill for that type of confidence. Same here. To just let me ask you this. Have you ever 
commented on? Have you ever commented? Not obviously not in a troll way, but have you ever commented on a random Instagram account or a random YouTube video or anything? I never have. I I I can't. I don't know. It's I I I have, but it's never malicious. The only thing I did was there's this guy who's like kind of political on TikTok, and uh, <laughs> I made fun of his mustache. But I did it like, hey man, I like your account, but that is a midlife crisis mustache that you have there. <laughs> and I thought it was just being funny, but it was on a, a live on TikTok. I think it was just at a weak moment where it was like, yeah, I can goof around with yeah. this guy, and then nothing happened. But I mean, like, and I was like, oh, this is too much of like a troll comment, even with the I like your channel thing. Did he know? respond? No, he didn't. I was waiting for him to see. I'm like, hey, maybe he'll see it. And then, yeah. I like. I don't even comment on the. I, I did one time now. Now that you mention it, where I commented on a <clears throat> video that people on my Facebook were sharing, like, f- like friends were sharing this video, uh, where it's it was this hit piece on Joe Biden, where it has this super like sinister music. And it's this one psych- psychologist I put in quotation marks who's yeah. apparently like an expert in uh, people that have like predator behavior. And it's all the videos of of Biden where he like kisses a little girl on the head or like says something. And it's the guy interspicing these videos like see how he brings up her dating life. And shows and thinks of her as somebody that a man would date because it's Joe Biden saying to like a like a twelve year old girl like Hey, how old are you? And she's like I'm twelve. And then Biden goes Well, hey, no boyfriends until you're thirty five, right, Dad? Huh? Tell her, Dad. You know? Yeah, which is just an old man thing. Yeah, and and I and also it's it is I see it. it, Maybe it's slightly creepy, but he he doesn't mean that. Well, that's what I commented. I said, Hey. I get how, you know, maybe the sniff in the hair could be, you know, construed as creepy. But you guys are all commenting on this like you caught him with his dick in a toddler. Like he's Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, just the way people were like, oh, I would never let this guy around my kids. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Really? You'd never let Joe Biden around your kids? Your kids could probably kick his ass. Yeah. Ages <laughs> five and up. But also, it's also the thing. I love these commenters where it's like. I guarantee you, you know nothing about your kid's life. And also, while you're commenting all these videos and doing and and, and and trolling everybody, your kids might be getting molested by somebody. Like, yeah. go go watch the kids that you're talking yeah. about. Find out where they are right now. You know, like whatever it is. I I don't like talking politics at all. I just let people say shit, and and I can't, I just can't argue anymore. I I think the more after the pa- past X amount of years, and I, just based off what's happened to that world. And how not serious it is anymore, and I think there's I think there's serious sources of news that you can find. But I'm with you. I, I don't. I think I'm so. Everybody's so sick of it. But I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people are sick of it. A lot. My take on that, whenever I'm in a group of people, is I'm not informed enough. So if somebody comes in with the swagger of somebody who knows more about politics yeah. than I do, like I don't mind talking about it. But I have an understanding that I'm like I know what I know. But I'm also not seeking out a bunch of it because I think it's I think it's politics is politics. That's why they call it politics. It's like it's just a lot of it's just semantics after a while. I, I don't know a lot and or even really know what's going on. And part of me doesn't want to start consuming news because I'm scared I'm gonna consume the wrong shit. You know what I mean? Like like I'm afraid <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna be like, oh, this uh 
this Breitbart seems cool. And, <laughs> and I start reading that and, you know, hey, this this Ben Shapiro fella well, you seems to be pretty confident <laughs> about what he's saying. Ben and Shapiro. Then, and he's like, it's like, see, the thing about <laughs> the Joe Biden administration is that the are not going to help the Ukraine in the ways that they think that they are going to. Yeah. They are patronizing. <laughs> they are not the type of people that you want to help you in this type of... And he's, and ben, that's, like, that's, ben Shapiro, what do you think about Love is Blind, though? The show Love is Blind <laughs> is a comment on how the American society does not value marriage anymore. Right. Marriage should be between a man and a woman that love each other and do not make love before they are married. You know what's and so funny about that? You nailed it. I'll tell you why. That's exactly what he would say. Yeah. And that's what you realize. A lot of these pundits, like those types of guys on both sides of things, but like, but like, but him especially because he's one of those guys where his whole persona is based off pissing people off. Like, what's his name's turned into that? Tucker Carlson's turned into that. You know, like that kind of thing where it's like, Whenever you have, you're calling yourself a news show, but then in a deposition you had to admit that it's entertainment and no <laughs> serious person would take me at my word. Like, I, I, heard, I think Rachel, Ra Rachel Ratto, Rachel Ratto, Rachel Maddow had to do that as well. <laughs> Can that be a character on the show? Rachel Raddow? <laughs> Just her with sunglasses on doing air guitar while she talks about how shitty Trump is four years after he's out of office. Rachel Raddow. She's like, listen, I'm on my way to jet ski, but just wanted to pop in here and tell you about Trump's taxes. Yeah. <laughs> like when I know that I'm not smart enough or I don't know enough to change yeah. somebody's mind, I'm like, why are we wasting our time with it? That's a good point. Like I, I, you know what I, I, and to switch things up, you know what I will do that on where I'll like, I'll put the time in to change your mind. Movies. Me too. <laughs> that's the only time I get political. We used to have a movie podcast, and it was the same kind of thing where it was like, I'll get, I will, I, comedy opinions, like 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 the, the nooks and crannies of comedy etiquette, I will get annoying about that. Of what, you know, what I think, oh, we, we talk about this at length, what a host should do with this. And movies, I just did it. On, I commented on somebody's thing, but it was a positive comment. The guy was talking about how good Magnolia is. And I was like, and the guy was like, it's the best in the, in the video on TikTok. He was like, the best thing that Tom Cruise has done. And I and I wrote, hands down, the best thing Tom Cruise has done. And people, I had to hold, bite my tongue. People were writing below, what about Born on the Fourth of July? What about this? What about what about? Uh, I forget. Oh, one guy wrote, risky business. And I went oh. so much. I wanted to write below those comments and write. No, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Like, like, <laughs> like on opinions about movies, like in some years, I will turn around and go, "No, I'm sorry, but you're just factually wrong about this." So and I know it's obnoxious, you know. So you really think that Magnolia is better than Cocktail? As a movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say it's a better movie than. It's Cocktail. not as fun. It's not as fun. A Cocktail is a movie from my child. Cocktail, I love, love Cocktail. Yeah. Uh, a comedian's dad wrote Cocktail. Really? Yeah, Charles Gould. And uh, but anyway, Cocktail's a really fun movie, but yeah, I'll say Magnolia. I I think Magnolia is a better film than Cocktail. And it's if you're if you're thinking Cruise, acting wise, as far as Magnolia is the best acting job he's done in his career. I never saw it. Hands down, hundred percent. But from what I hear, it's because first off, what he does in the movie, it's he's not an actor in the movie, but how people think of him in like the world of show business, that's kind of. What he is in the movie. That's why it works out so well. Paul Thomas Anderson 
besides being an amazing director, is so good at casting and writing for people. He's one of the best. The Coens do it very well, but but Paul Thomas Anderson is so good at it. You think Tom Cruise is kind of playing himself? It's it's amped up and it's a little bit of a, a caricature or a little bit of like a uh, a little bit campy, but that's why he's doing it so well. He gets who the person is, and, and but also apparently there's a story about Tom Cruise where that kind of mirrors his life, where he was estranged from his father, and then I don't want to ruin the movie for you, but yeah, 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 because I, that I was should his watch father in his deathbed, one. and that's kind of what happens in the movie. So what? I should watch it. Watch it. It's good. Yeah. It's it's not my favorite movie, but it's. It's a really, it's really, it's probably, re- it's really underrated. It came out right after Boogie Nights, so that's probably one of the reasons why it got so like swept under the rug a little bit. But now it's like, it has life, like it has like rewatchable life. Do you, it, you know? So this, uh, this is, this is perfect that you brought that up. Do you think that Tom Cruise, who has kind of become a little bit of like an action type star? And he is known for doing a lot of his own stunts in, like, the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Do you think he thinks he's tough? Yes. Really? Tom Cruise? Because, because this is the answer that, to our, last, it, our question from last week. It absolutely is. It's, it's perfect. And I think we should do, if we have one, Jerk Store moment and Jerk of the Week, if, yeah. if, you, if you know one. Um, but Tom Cruise, uh, I think some of them, because we were talking about action stars. Do they believe their own hype and think they are actually tough guys when they're doing these these movies? Tom Cruise, without, I, I think I'm 100% right when I say he thinks he's, the, he thinks he's Ethan Hunt from Mission. There's, like, he knows. Really? Yes. And do you? Like, he knows he's Tom Cruise, I'm going to be wrong, but I make, but uh, from what he's doing and how, like, how confident, the confidence level, oh my God. The, the, Action star that believes his own his own hype, confidence. That's what it is. Like, there's no that they say that like how crazy it is when you meet Tom Cruise. You're like the energy coming off of him of, of confidence and of just like complete and utter like assertiveness and like knows who he is and like or whatever. Well, you want to say knows who he is, but you know what I'm saying. Like, there's not. I don't think he has any doubts at all during the day. I think he's like. He even if he's wrong, even if some of it's based off Scientology and it's cultish and he's coming through, it's coming through a hundred percent. But but I feel like he could kick somebody's ass. I think he's. I think he could kick somebody's yeah. ass. But you ever hear about how apparently? You know, he did Jack Reacher, the character filmed in Pittsburgh. Oh God, Jack Reacher was filmed in Here Pittsburgh again. They were right that they were right down the strip. They were right down there, and he. Uh, uh, one night, I was actually driving past where they were filming, and I yelled his name. He didn't. I don't know if he heard me, or I don't Hold know if he made on, the dude. movie. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> I was driving from an open mic in Pittsburgh. You were so I saw Pittsburgh where they that you filmed did that. it, and I was like, "Tom Cruise." <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if he heard it or not. It's probably why the movie turned out so good. It's probably <laughs> the inspiration he needed. Was you mean years of him being a, a a absolute king of a cult didn't do it, but you yelling his name did it. Some sometimes you know the people at the top need that extra <laughs> that motivation that little, as well. You were the you were the cherry on top. You were the the absolute the wind beneath his wings, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, God, that's so funny that you yelled, you yelled his name. But uh, <laughs> I, if you go star by star, Tom Cruise. A hundred percent believes he's that guy in all those movies. Like that's why it comes off so good. Also, that's why you hear these badass stories about how, like, on the last Mission Impossible, which was a really good movie, 
he like broke his foot and kept filming. They're all like, pretty the, solid. The they're Mission Impossible's are good. Yeah, yeah, the first movies. one's good, but the last one was really good. But he broke his ankle or whatever it was and kept filming the helicopter scene where he jumps and he, like grabs a helicopter or whatever it was and like pilots it away, whatever it was. But yeah. I think you have a lot of actors that wouldn't even come close to doing any kind of stunt like that, even doing the stunt, let alone breaking an, an appendage and then uh, and then still doing the stunt. Do you think that if there was a plane that Tom Cruise was on that got hijacked, that he would be like, all right, it's go yes, time. Yes, I think he would do that. You think he would? You think yeah. he'd try to save everybody? He would try. Yes, I think he would. <laughs> yeah, that's I do nice. believe that. Yeah. That makes me love him. I, well, we know there is one action, yes, action star that said that if he was on one of those 9-11 planes, it would have went down way differently, meaning like he would have taken it down. Steven Seagal? Nope. Mark Wahlberg. He's, he's quoted, I swear to God, we, we should have we looked really? up before the show. He's <laughs> quoted as saying, uh, well, if I was on one of those planes, it would have went down way differently. Yeah. I, 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 I might even, he might have even gone for a second line of that quote. Like, you know, <laughs> I would have clunked some heads, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Mark Wahlberg is, it's when, you know what it is, man? Like, what about what about his brother Donnie? <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie was like, I would have handled the back of the plane. Like Donnie, like Wahlberg's the movie star. Donnie's like, I'll take the TV part of this this hero scenario. I'll just hand blankets out while Mark is taking down the plane. Yeah, Donnie's like, I'll just be hanging tough in the back. <laughs> <laughs> hanging tough. Hang yeah. Uh oh my God, Donnie Wahlberg. I cannot believe Mark Wahlberg said that. Look it up. You have your uh, you have your phone. Yeah, who does you he think do it? he is? He um, he's. Uh, I think Tom Cruise would whip well, Mark Wahlberg's here, ass. The, I understand why he has a lot of confidence. He used to have a whole funky bunch behind him. <laughs> 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 and you have a funky bunch building you up all yeah, the time, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the guy interviewing him should have said. He's like, "Okay, Mark, you sound pretty confident, but what if the funky bunch wasn't there?" And you didn't have that backup. It was just you <laughs> versus the terrorists. I think the Funky Bunch was just his ego. I think that's just all it was. <laughs> also, my girlfriend the other day told me that, you know the song, It's just a good vibration. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Apparently that's about his penis. Like, the song Good Vibrations is about Mark Wahlberg's penis. <laughs> it's such a sweet sensation. From the rhythm and the rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the party's all here. If I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like that. There would have been a lot of blood in that first-class cabin. And then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. So, okay. So the quote was way worse than I said. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt that he wouldn't have said something like that. He all, what a scumbag that he had to say first class cabin. First class. Did he say first yes. Class? <laughs> there would have been a lot of blood in that first class cabin. That's a guy who believes he's every character in his action <laughs> movies that he is. You're not. You're. You're. Are you gonna. You're gonna tell a guy who says that anything about you? Like, can you uh. imagine how bad of a hang Marky Mark Wahlberg must be? Like, even though he has a, a sense of humor about himself, you can see that people make fun of him. But even with that, like. Even on SNL, they made fun of him, which is one of the funniest bits ever. Andy Samberg doing Mark Wahlberg Say talks to animals. Say hello to your mother for me. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But even that, 
they had to do a follow-up bit where he runs into him in the hallway when he hosts or whatever it is, just so it's like, yeah, you're not getting away for that too long. Yeah. It's like, even that is like, just take the take the fucking joke, you fucking meathead. And those, and, and I hate to say it, I don't like to give any credit to terrorists because we are an anti-terror podcast. We are. It's on the, uh, the description of that. That if... One of these men who has been training to murder Americans since they were, I don't know, eight months old, saw Mark Wahlberg, they'd fucking <laughs> put fucking 900 bullets in him before he could stand up and let him know he was in the fighter. It's always, it's always tiny guys, too, because I think he's pretty tiny, right, Mark he's Wahlberg? Little so, and look, Tom Cruise, very little. And... I feel like any terrorist on that plane would do that thing that you do to a little kid where you just put your hand on his forehead and, and then he's just <laughs> swinging at you. <laughs> he's like, come on, you guys. Let me play. Like, yeah. you know, like that, he's that kind of guy. Like, I, like that, I think that comes from... Don't get me wrong. Like, that kind of confidence obviously comes... Like, I think it comes from partially religion. The guy became very religious. I think it comes from like being... I don't know. Like... like Maybe Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch years gave him that confidence. Like, white dude rapping in the 90s, that's a, a special kind of confidence. Hey, I just got to say, if I was a terrorist and I'm on a plane and I'm walking through first class to go to the cockpit and I see under a hot towel, it's Mark Wahlberg, I'm going to be pretty frightened. Mark Wahlberg getting a massage from a, <laughs> yeah. from a flight attendant? Yeah. If I see, if I see him pull off that, that warm towel that he has over his face and slide over his ice cream sundae, this is clearly the only bit about first class I know was from when Seinfeld was in it on an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> also, here's the thing. Tom Cruise, you're Ethan Hunt Mission Impossible. Uh, you did some other action stuff that's pretty big. Mark Wahlberg, what have you done? If you're a terrorist, you take that towel off. You're like, Dirk Diggler. <laughs> like, <you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, my love boogie night. Yeah, that's the only way that he would have been able to land the plane safely. They would have just been fans of boogie nights. <laughs> everybody, we were going to kill everybody, but Dirk Diggler is on the plane. Yeah. Is that, is Let's that see a- that dick. <laughs> and then he has to tell him it was fake. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but like... Honestly, you're Mark. What? And I might actually, I might be wrong about this. You tell me what action movie did Mark Wahlberg do that everybody's like, oh shit, Mark Shooter. Wahlberg. Shooter. Yeah, sorry. Shooter's Shooter is tight. not going down. So Tom Cruise is, is legendary. Somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who actually I think is the opposite answer to this question, where he knows what he is. I think he's a confident guy, but I think the older he gets, he's way more mellow and realizing, like, hey, maybe I'm not some kind of uh, actual superstar. But like, Schwarzenegger was like Terminator. There's so many iconic yeah. things. Shooter is not iconic. I'm sorry, it's not. It's a good movie though. It's, good it's a action. good movie. It's a good He's action. He's a badass movie. in it. But it's not like Bruce Willis. If now Bruce Willis is like in this stage of his life where like. He's like kind of the butt of a joke, which I kind yeah. of, for a guy it's kind my of a age, bummer. it's such a bummer, because dude. The only things that I see Bruce Willis in now are like DVDs at a CVS pharmacy with him and 50 Cent. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Apparently, he did so many bad movies this past year, like 15 in a row. The Razzies made their own category for Bruce Willis. I think, like, which is the be- worst of his bad movies? I didn't see what the category was. Dude. Die Hard, it's almost like he's the Giuliani of action movies because if you're Giuliani, you're the hero on 9-11, all you had to do is shut up the rest of your life. That's true. Bruce Willis, after about 
I don't know what year it would have been. I don't know what, maybe not even Pulp Fiction because that was pretty early on, but like even two, even like the siege. After the siege, you stopped doing action movies. Even if you just stopped doing action movies, you would have been okay. Like you would have been okay. Like just yeah. shut up. Just don't be an action star. Wait, anymore. was the siege before or after Striking Distance? Because Striking Distance is is a pretty sick movie. I think it was before it actually. Striking but, Distance was filmed in Pittsburgh. Or actually. or if you do stop after the the fourth Die Hard. I'll give you the fourth. Oh, die I'll hard. give you Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, I'll give it to you. But the first Die Hard so stones you in on that Mount Everest of like amazing action stars, like old school action stars, which you're not going to see as much anymore. It, so you know. Well, you're not going to see it anymore because now we have the technology and the the training to make Bob Odenkirk an action star. Also, the as movies go on, the the people's take on things like the public becomes more with it. Die Hard, and I, I know it sounds cliche, but like it was a, like that was a like a tongue in cheek thing for that innocent of a time. Nobody now is even more tongue in cheek for a world where the diehards and then forward lived. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to keep reinventing the genre because everybody's kind of cynical now. The way, the way it used to be, like think about it, if you look at shows from the eighties and it's like different strokes, it's these corny things. Well, the world don't, don't move to the, the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. A man is born. I don't know. He's a there. man of something, something, Some, something, something, something. Ain't got nothing but a beat. Different strokes. What you talking about, Willis? Different strokes. That was my uh, Gary Cole. It was, it was pretty good. Thank anyway, you. so what, you know what I'm saying? Like timing, time changes. So, but when you like, you're younger than me. We've talked about this. No, and, much younger. Yeah. Yeah, and like. You would even have a different take on like, like I probably know of action things, but you kind of have like an old soul when it comes to like uh, media yeah. and like uh, entertainment. Like you, because you're your brother, you know a lot of stuff from like my era. Yeah, yeah. But Die Hard to me was such a big deal. It also changed the way those movies are made. Uh, like, like you didn't. It's a perfect action. Film. And also made that guy a star. Do you think he thinks he's a tough guy? Yeah, but I think he's more. Uh, I think as time went along, but no, because you know why? Because he he's not that guy. Like that's why he was the Bob Odenkirk when when he made Die Hard. He, it was a crazy pick to have the guy from Moonlighting is going to yeah, be. I yeah, I guess he yeah. did some. He wasn't an no, action not at guy. all. He was doing no. like Bud Light commercials and he uh, and he did a couple of movies. Um, and then Die Hard made him an action star, and then he and then he like was thrown up with like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and uh, and all those guys. Do you think there's anybody worse than Mark Wahlberg in believing their own hype? Yeah. Uh, uh, do I think anybody worse than Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I would say, I, yeah, like Cruz is as bad. But Cruz probably I think comes Cru- off with a more positive like light. I think Wahlberg is like, it's more of a meathead thing. I think Cruz, but Cruz has like the I'm running a cult thing behind him. Like where it's like, <laughs> hey, any, any, yeah, you might have a meaningful conversation with Cruz, but he has the goal of his is to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn you. I'll turn you onto my thing. I got a hot take. What? I think Tom Cruise would kick Mark Wahlberg's ass. Um, I could see that just based off boundless energy. I could see that happening. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think. I think Cruz is the type of guy you could beat him to a pulp and he won't get down. <laughs> and he's still smiling real hard. Yeah, I think I. I it's it, even if you look, you ever see clips from red carpet events or interviews? 
he's rarely mad. And when he is, it's like this weird, like manic. It's very anger. manic. And it's like crazy eyes type where there was the guy tried to shoot him with like a water pistol on like a, on like a French red carpet. And he, and he, he's very parental when he does it. So he's not backing down at all, like to anybody in any scenario. So it's like this weird thing where I think he thinks he's right all the time, but it's not in a meathead way. It's in more like a, I'm parenting the world kind of way. Or that Matt Lauer thing where Matt Lauer is like talking about um, depression meds or whatever it is, anxiety meds. And Tom Cruise is talking to him like he's a, like he's a medical doctor. And it's like, well, you're, you're Tom Cruise. You don't know yeah. either. Matt Lauer is just saying to you, like, I, I, I defer to doctors. And he's right. like, why would they know? Like, he, I think he's a know-it-all. That's he's what a that psychopath. Thing is. He's a psychopath. That's my least, that's probably my least favorite quality in a human being. Being a psychopath? No, no, I love, I got some really good friends that are psychopaths. <laughs> is, being, is, is being a know-it-all or being what I believe is the complete opposite of a people pleaser of you and I is a contrarian. Contrarians, I don't, I, I, I. I that like the goal of this podcast being more assertive does it does not include being a contrarian. Contrarians I have no time for. Pick your battles is what I want to say. Is yeah. I think nowadays it is more common for people to pick every single battle that exists. And me, I have the problem where I rarely pick a battle. So I think I need to maybe pick some battles and the rest of the world needs to like fucking cool it a little bit. Like, I want to make more declarative statements. I want to make more like confident statements of my here's my belief and I I will defend it. But I think picking your battles that, that's what is I a mean good idea. is, is yeah. I want to be stronger in my beliefs and and saying that I like like being able to defend it and not being scared to defend it all the time. Do you know what I mean like like cuz I worry that I never want to be perceived as somebody that's constantly forcing his opinions on people because I hate those people. But I, I think a little bit of it just kind of would make me a better person. I think it would also make, you know what it would do? And, and I'm talking about for myself as well, because even now, like on the podcast, like being okay with the decisions I'm making and saying the things I'm making and being, and like backing it up by not worrying about the ramifications of saying them. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something like uh so insane it's just little stuff for us because we're such people pleasers even having little opinions we're like in my head i think you go the same place we're like you're gonna get mad that i said this one little thing wrong on this thing so even those little victories of going like nah i don't, I don't like uh i really i i hate olives and somebody goes what you hate olives and not having the anxiety going oh now they're mad at me because i hate olives yeah. like <laughs> like like in actuality, going, no, I hate olives, and I'll just say I hate olives, like, yeah. you know, as an example. But I mean, something like that, where it's like, and then it gets bigger and bigger, where it's, and you, but you're right, though. Nobody likes somebody who's literally just going, that's for the opposite stance on something just to do it. I think what you should be doing is, no, I, I'm saying this and I believe it. And if I have to, I'll back it up by being like, it's just what I think, you know? Yeah. Like that, it's, it's, it's my, I'm not going to turn around and go, well, maybe you're right. You know, well, I, and, and, and I, and I think I, if we want to talk about the podcast and the conversation, like what to call the, the women on love is blind, the, the, the bigger ones. Oh, like we're like, like heavy set. Yeah. Or, you said, you, you said, said heavy before, set. you said, uh, full figured. I said full figured before we Which even started. Also, is that an old school term yet? Full figured. I, don't I haven't know. heard it in a long time, but I can't see how that would be. She's a full figured girl. That's a that's Seinfeld. Well, because I feel like nobody. How would that be offensive? Full figured. That actually is. 
I, I think it's pretty I think full clear figure is any the best of, it could be. I think it's the best it could be. But that's what I'm saying about picking battles is... So, Ray, you're full figured. I am full figured. <laughs> I am a full figured boy. <laughs> but, I, I mean, what I'm saying is, is that somebody could listen to this podcast and try to pull something out of... Uh, us calling them heavy set women, or I think I might have even said, you know, the the bigger broads, yeah, or something like that. That they'll be like, oh, well, that's the fucking, that's a battle that I want to pick. I, I mean, I think that that's contrarian behavior a little bit. And I think that's what kind of fuels the whole social media thing. Uh, and I think you know what I just realized. You know what confidence? I think the goal of the confidence I want. What? Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad. Mike Airman Trout from Breaking Bad. Even though he's a murderer, but. That type of confidence, the, the 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 confident, cool, quiet, like just get stuff done guy. Yeah. that's what I want to be. You want you want murder for hire confidence. <laughs> that's what you want. But not nobody that brags about it. Like the, the the part with him in Better Call Saul where he takes the guns away from the guy. It's a badass scene. And he goes, "You want you want one?" The other guy, "You want one of these?" And then the guy runs off. The big guy. Yeah. I love the quiet man confidence. That's what I want. And I'm not that. I'm a goofy guy who runs my mouth. Oh, I kind of want I kind of want a different confidence, a louder confidence I was thinking about. I want to be able to have a phone conversation in public. Oh, I have that now. I just have one of the subway platform. Really? And I will admit, I don't usually do it, but I was like, eh, fuck it. Who cares? You're, you're, my friend you're called loud? me when I was on the, on, the, on the end platform coming back to meet you to tape this podcast. And I had reception down there, and I wanted to talk to him, and I just full on, and I had 10, 12 minutes to wait for the train. So I just full blast. Believe me, there's much worse things going on in the city oh, than yeah. somebody on the phone. I know, but I can't do it. I don't. I, I, oh, I can do it. I don't know if it comes with age. I'll be honest. I didn't always do it. I probably would have like, I am on the way here. I'll wrap it up, whatever it is. But I, I, now I'm not shy about that at Are all. Are you whispering a little if bit? If I was in a doctor's waiting room, I would be like, hey, I'm at the doctor's. Can I call you back? Hey, I'm, or even a Long Island Railroad. I'd be like, I'm on the train. Let me call you back. Are you, are you full, or Amtrak. Are you full-blown yelling? Well, you're not yelling, I'm but I'm talking full volume, not you're, yelling. Well, you're, but your regular voice is yelling. Yeah, yeah. You are. You you do have a little. I you do. do have a yell. You lean yell. Your your baseline voice, yeah, Sean, yeah. is a semi yell. You know, it's it's not. Is that always been the case? It's yeah, not a full blown. You tell me. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't known you that Tell long. Megan. Megan, okay, she gets her fill of me, and then I have to go home because <laughs> I'm too. I'm yeah, too she loud. probably needs to fucking ice her ears. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because she has like thinner skin on her ears and she's so fascinated that I have thick. Maybe that's why I yell. You can't even hear what you're saying with your thick ass ears. That's why you're yelling all the time. What you need is is to get some plastic surgery, have them trim some of that skin off your ears. (laughs) So you speak at a reasonable decibel. People that are on stage, on stage I yell like crazy. I, I, I wish I wasn't that. I wish, but I think that is also, it's not not me. I could be quieter. But it's also not not me. Yeah, no. I mean, it, I mean, it is you. But <laughs> um, so I think we have to wrap it up soon. But I think two things: one, jerk of the week, even though it's not like in the week's news, it's got to be Wahlberg for that quote. It's Wait, gotta, did that come out this week? No, no, no. It's oh. old. It's old. Uh, but it's got to be him for that quote. That's one of the funniest quotes that I've ever <laughs> read in my life. And I think it's one hundred percent real. Where did you read it on? Like, a, was it was an article or just an online thing? Breitbart. That's <laughs> this, this, this new call website that. that I found. 
I don't know if you ever heard of it, but they are pretty up to date and they are pretty fair and balanced. By next week, you're going to be watching American One News. And it would be funny if you became far right and progressive left at the same time. Yeah. So if, if you're like, if, I don't even know what that, what that would look like. You'd have a, a, a gun, but then the gun case was made out of like repurposed materials. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, did you, I was trying to rack my brain for one as we were talking. I don't know if I had a jerk store moment this week. Did you have one at all? I I had a I I had like a a crowd work thing as like doing that, stand up that I would that I attacked instead of shying away from. And I normally wouldn't do that, but I I had a guy in the crowd I was I was doing a joke and I just mentioned Myrtle Beach. As an area, <laughs> I don't say anything negative about it. It's not even essential to the joke. I could insert any, you know, any place vacation yeah. destination for somebody on the East Coast. You could have said uh, Palm Beach or uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I just say it, and I'm getting ready to keep going. And some guy in the crowd goes, "I'm from Myrtle Beach. Don't be talking shit on Myrtle Beach." <laughs> and normally, because <laughs> right. Normally, because we're in a bar, kind of not in uh, a city, so it's on the outskirts. There's more than eight camouflage hats. Oof. I usually am like, all right, I'm not even going to address that off. because it wasn't yeah. enough of a heckle for it to ruin the show. I could just plow right past it. I could even be like, okay, thanks, you know, or do something like that. But it kind of irritated me, yeah. and I've been trying to be more confident in life and handling situations like that. And in, in my stand-up and being like, what's the worst that can happen? They just take me outside and stomp me. And yeah, me. which doesn't happen. Which really. doesn't well, happen. Well, unless out. you're... Ryan Hamilton got a glass thrown at him. But yeah, it, it, shit can go down. I almost got murdered once well, in the city. But go well, I don't think that guy had the arm to get the glass to me. And it was kind of awkward. He wouldn't have been able to... <laughs> but I just go, wow, dude, are you that defensive? I wasn't even talking about Myrtle Beach. I said, I said is that how your mind works? That you took offense to that? When you go to the airport and the so lady, you got kind of just like serious. Huh? Yeah, I was. But I, I ended with a joke. I said, when the lady at American Airlines is going over the loudspeaker, like last boarding call for Myrtle Beach, last boarding call for Myrtle Beach. Do you walk up to her little station like, hey, bitch, are you talking about Myrtle Beach? <laughs> Don't say anything about Myrtle Beach. Like, how insecure are you about? A pretty awesome place that's always warm and has putt putt golf every three blocks. Also, that's the hill you're dying on, Myrtle Beach. <laughs> that's the. This is what I'm saying. It kind of proves like the point of the whole conversation. This this episode. <laughs> Which that's what I mean. Like that's what it's come down to. Even that. Even in that scenario. That's what happens when you when you blend together news and comedy and show business and social media and all that stuff together. You're getting a thing where I'm gonna bring it down to this basic level. This little tiny thing. Instead of just taking the joke. Also, he's the type of guy where uh, he, if you ask his opinion about comedy, everybody's so sensitive these days. Yeah. And then he's yelling about Myrtle <laughs> Beach. That shut so up. Funny. It's so corny. Just shut up, watch the show, or leave. Well, yeah. Well, and, and what I would assume happened is, is the dude was drunk. Yeah. And just heard the name of his city. And knows that it's a comedy show. And for some reason, anybody that doesn't go see a lot of stand-up comedy, their initial 
a perception of it is like, oh, I'm going to go get made fun of, huh? I better not sit yeah. up close. These guys are going to mess with me. And it's yeah, like, people think that's what it is. And, so and to be honest, that. I don't blame now. Ten years ago, I would have been like, guys, that's not what it is. Now, with the rise of like crowd work videos and that being part that's of everybody, true. I don't blame people for thinking that's part of the show. Because it kind of is now. People, everybody's just trying to get content for online. They don't want to burn jokes. We've, we might have mentioned this before, but whatever. Uh, so what they do now is they put all the crowd work online. So if you've never been to a comedy show and you're scrolling through your TikTok and you're like, oh, I want to go to one of these shows where they just mess with the crowd the whole time. I've seen 50 videos in a row where they're doing that. <laughs> I can see that being that thing. 100%. That is very true. The I, same way that you show up and then somebody just has a random bar show that they ambushed on people. Um, ambush. We should have that for the next episode. Ambush show producer confidence where you think <laughs> the audience members at your ambush show should be turning around and paying full attention to your comedy show. They had no idea what was happening at this bullshit restaurant in Connecticut. I never understood that when comedian, like when anytime I go up on those shows, I go up with such like uh, not insecure vibe, but I'm always like, hey, if you want to listen, listen. If not, you know, that's fine. I get that you just came here to enjoy a meal and a beer and, you know, some fucking fat idiots up here talking about his daddy issues. <laughs> well, full-figured idiot. Full-figured idiot is up here. Some big broad is up here talking about this daddy issues. Some, some Love is Blind contestant. <laughs> some he- some heavy set guy. You want to call me that it? again? <laughs> you would hate that so much. I almost texted you the other day because I just thought uh, we're, we're going a little long here. But it's fine. We really we have a time limit. Yeah. What the fuck? This yeah. this is our this is our first ever four hour episode. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna, I'm gonna kill Eddie it. Griffin at the comedy store this thing. <laughs> but I I said you're good to somebody yesterday. Did you? Yeah. I didn't I didn't mean to. It came out pretty naturally. Yeah. yeah. And he was a guy. He kind of like almost fell on my lap on the subway because you get on the subway and there's some people that stand when their seats open. And there's railings to hold on to, and they'll just try to stand and balance. And I could see them. I'm like, dude, you do not have the type of balance and flexibility. You've only been in New York seven minutes. To be able yeah. to do what you're trying to do. I know you're going to stumble around and bounce around and fall. And they're so stubborn about it. And I saw it coming, and he kind of fell into me. I was like, oh, oh, oh. He was like, he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, man, you're good. Yeah, but you're, yeah. No, here's the thing. We, you talking to me about you're good. Made me think differently about your really. They didn't not one eighty it, but it made me realize that not everybody might mean it that way. But I do think that some people do, in certain scenarios, mean it very passive, kind of passive aggressively. But I still realize that I'm in my head on it. But I but before we we talked about it on the show, I had a very staunch opinion about it. Oh, I could tell you you yelled at me about it, and I didn't even say it to you. <laughs> <laughs> the or or you might have just been talking regular. We never know. <laughs> the, it's very true. But I, it's funny you bring up the whole subway balance thing because I had a moment of subway balance my of my own that I, I I got up like two stops early and it was a really really bad train as far as like all over the place and I it was like this badge of honor that I did not I I didn't trip one I didn't trip up once the entire I, I was surfing that train the whole way through and I'm sitting there going. Oh, I should be proud of myself. Like I was proud of myself. <laughs> it was like a point of confidence that I was like, "Oh, if you, because because it's true. If you don't know that happens and how to do it, and you're a tourist and you get on the subway train, I've seen people almost fall over. Like yeah. it, it really does happen. So I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even trip up once for this this 
minute and a half of me not touching any poles on the waiting for my stop, but like I should have been on the ground because it was like that bumpy of a train. And I'm like, well, I, I, I'm like, this is like second nature for me at this point. Were you drunk? No, stone sober. Oh. If I was drunk, I would probably bought myself a medal and worn it on my jacket. <laughs> the subway balance medal. Because I can't balance on them. I'm not good at it. Well, you've only been here a short period of time. I'm, That's true. I'm from here. I'm from the earth of New York. Of New York, yeah. so I, I. Uh, that takes decades <laughs> that takes of decades. practice on the subway. I'm just drunken, uh, being a drunken mess on the subway to learn the ebb and the flow of the subway. So this this is something. Uh, speaking of all good, or you're good. Um, my issue was with the thumbs up, and we talked about it on the last episode. Yep. And pretty much everybody that listened or saw that clip sent me some variation of a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and, like and, all your friends? Yeah, and I get why they did it as like a little joke. And it was like nice being like, hey, I listened to the show. But there was still a little part of me like, right, yeah, that's good, dude. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I get it. No, I get, I get, I get. I said I didn't like the thing, and then, and then you did the the thumbs up thing to kind of be like, hey, I listen, but also here is a little jab at you. Yeah. <laughs> I just still didn't like it that much. Well, I'm glad we're reaching the tens of people we are with the podcast yeah. so far. But actually, it's been going great, and we want to thank you guys. Um, so much for listening. Uh, like, I I think it's been going fantastic. We've I had too. a lot of fun with this. Please check us out on uh, uh, on TikTok. Uh, it's brand new jerks on TikTok. Brand new jerks TikTok on TikTok, uh, and uh, we will have a Instagram soon. Uh, download us wherever you download your podcast. Um, Apple, Spotify. Really, really important, guys. Subscribe to the YouTube. It really helps us out a lot. We're going to be putting more, way more stuff on there. I don't know if we should spoil. We have a couple of video ideas we're going to be doing. One of a couple of like brand new jerks outings. No, uh, let's, let's not spoil let's it. Let's not spoil it. Yeah. But there's going to be longer videos up there that will only live on the YouTube. There's going to be TikToks that only live on the TikTok. So make sure that you subscribe to both of those right now. Uh, there's going to be more episodes coming your way. So should we end the episodes how we do it there? Let's right? do it. Raise the wads. So, Waddy. Get on out of here, Sean. Nice. Thank awkward you. handshake. We just slowly pull the hands. I think that's what happens. Slowly pull the hands. We are partners. <laughs> <laughs>